This is the Sermon Podcast. I'm Coriel. And y'all, God was on me so tough to get this podcast going that I don't even have an intro. There's no music. We are just here. You, me, and the Lord. Okay, figuring this thing out. As you know, this podcast is an extension of the Girls Stop Playing podcast. I had formerly um, started doing these solo sermons and I called them solo sermons because they were different from the traditional interview style shows that I did. These were literal like downloads from God. My diary in the form of a podcast. Um, And it really turned into a sermon. You know, it really turned into people reaching out, you know, talking about typing their emails in tears, you know, people stopping me in the street talking about the way that, you know, their lives have been impacted from just some words that I had spoken. And so it really became this thing. And at the end of last year, um, God put it on my spirit to commit to daily podcasts for 30 days. So for the whole month of December, I did these daily solo sermons and it wasn't even day 10 that God was like, you know, this about to be its own thing, right? And then y'all kept literally confirming it for me. Let me just, I got to shout out a couple of these reviews that I got um, on the Girl Stop Playing podcast. In the midst of that 30-day challenge, um, I got this review that says, God Sent. That's the title. Shout out to you, Key Nicole, okay? She says, I was talking to God about some things, and the next day, her podcast popped up on my phone, and everything I prayed about and talked to God about, she talked about on her podcast. I am so thankful and grateful. She is me, and I am her. I give out so much encouragement and sometimes I need it too. I don't have all the answers, but God does. God connects us to the right people and resources that we need to break down our wrong mindsets or bring us a step up closer to our promise. Shout out to you, Key Nicole. And then I got this one from Javon. Okay, Javon says, thank you. These solo sermons have been an absolute game changer for me. The end of the last year was a bit of a roller coaster. But when I discovered the daily solo sermons for the last 30 days of the year, it was like a lifeline had been thrown to me. Each sermon hit the nail on the head for what I was going through. I've got a lot of work ahead of me, but this was just what the doctor ordered. So y'all, when I say y'all leaving these reviews like First of all, I read every one of them. They fill me up in such a major way because I still be feeling like I'm over here talking to myself. Is this really valuable? Are they really getting it? Is this worth, you know, I still have all of those questions. I still be having imposter syndrome. So to get confirmation that, you know, yes, somebody's actually listening and then to get confirmation that my prayer has been answered, which is always that, you know, this message will reach the people who need it. So thank you for leaving those reviews and confirming that this is necessary. Aside from this being a solo show, what is going to be the difference between this and all of the other podcasts that I host? Because y'all know I host three other podcasts. Okay. 
make sure you check them out. I got something for everybody. Each of them are a little different, but this is the only one that is like a solo show. But aside from that, how's it going to be different? And one of the things that kept coming up was this book. I don't want to say book club because I don't really feel like it's going to be a book club, um, even though these podcast episodes, I guess, could be like our our meetings. Um, but incorporating some some books only because this podcast is just like this is personal, right? This is not a marketing tool. This is not a brand thing. This is literally like God gave it to me and I'm gonna give it to y'all. That's what this is. There's no video that's going along with this. This is not gonna be up on YouTube. I'm really not even trying to like do a lot of promotion for it because I have just been in prayer for God to just bring me who needs me. I don't want to go out there looking for people like I'm over it. I've evolved past that. Like just lead me to who needs me. That That's that's my prayer. And so here we are. This is the sermon. It is not religious based. Your girl is not. I'm not a religious girl. I don't really fit in with the Christian crew. But the faith I got on me, baby. The way that God shows up and shows out and is willing to spin the block at any time for your girl, I am standing firm in my faith. I am standing firm in my spirituality. And it is my desire to grow stronger in that faith, to figure out, you know, what what all of this means. What's the purpose? Like, what am I put here for? How can God guide me to being the best version of myself, to being the woman that he created me to be? And how can I assist y'all and support y'all and, you know, bring y'all along with me through sharing these lessons learned. And so the sermon podcast, it's going to be a good little kiki. I'm going to talk a whole lot about God because there's no way for me to do it any other way. Um, I'm learning a little bit about the Bible. I always joke that I don't know any Bible verses, but I am starting to learn a few. I don't know that I'm like out here trying to memorize scriptures or anything, but I'm studying some things. Okay. So there might be a little scripture sprinkled in as I'm studying. If things come up that I feel led to share, I'll definitely do that. Um, But I ain't nobody's pastor or preacher, not in a religious sense. I do, however, if we're just being honest, because that's what we're doing here. I do have this like vision of having like a, the word spiritual center is what always comes to me, but that still kind of comes with like a religious association a little bit, but just like a freedom space for black women, like a space where you can meditate and, you know, grow closer um, to God in, in whatever practice you choose to do that. We're learning, you know, about different spiritual practices. We are truly embracing like interpersonal relationships, strengthening friendships, like creating that sister circle, having that place to come get filled up that is not necessarily religious based, but is completely faith based and faith led and faith filled. So I like your girl got a dream. OK, and maybe this is the start of it. I really don't know. But as with many of the things that I do, most of the things that I do. I'm just following directions and sharing with y'all the things that I'm personally working on. So one of the things that I'm super excited about today is actually day one of my 12 week 
year. So one of the things I'm being intentional about is actually completing some of these books that I have purchased on Audible, put up on my bookshelf. And the first book that I'm diving back into is this 12-week yearbook, which is all about accomplishing in 12 weeks what would typically take you 12 months. So it's a formula for breaking down big goals into bite-sized pieces. And so you basically take three goals that you want to focus on over 12 weeks time. So once you figure out your overall goals for the 12 weeks, then you can decide what you need to do in each month to get to that goal by the end of the third month and break down that monthly goal into a weekly milestone. And then based on that weekly milestone, that's going to dictate your daily activities. So it's a very streamlined, seamless systematic approach to help you actually accomplish your goals so that we don't get to December and wonder where we went wrong. So if my goal at the end of these 12 weeks is to, um, let's say, save $3,000, what does that look like on a monthly basis? Well, I'm, I'm 12 weeks, that's three months. So if I want to make three thousand or save $3,000 by the end of that third month, my goal for each month is $1,000. So now I have a goal for the first four weeks. $1,000 is what I want to save or make, whatever your specific goal is. So now you can take that monthly goal and you can say, based on this monthly goal of $1,000, how do I need to set up my day? How do I need to block my time? How do I need to map out my week to ensure that by the end of This month, I have this $1,000. That means at the end of each week, I need to have $250. What does that $250 look like on a daily basis? What daily activities can I do to ensure that I'm working towards this $250 weekly goal, this you know, $1,000 monthly goal, this $3,000 overall goal. So it's literally an opportunity for you to be very, very specific and targeted in your activities, very, very intentional with your time. So based on these three main goals is how you're going to dictate your daily activities. And then at the end of each week, you do a weekly check-in where you look back over the week and you say, okay, did I accomplish this weekly milestone? Based on yes or no, now I know where I need to make adjustments for the following week. Because if you miss out on that weekly check-in, now you have, you know, you run the risk of getting to the monthly review and you look up and you wonder why you haven't met the monthly goal because you didn't check in on the weekly goals. So this 12-week year process is a very like fine-tuned and specific system for how you can go about accomplishing your very specific goals. So the first book that I'm diving into that I want to invite and encourage you to dive into with me is the 12 week year. Again, I'm going to post the link down below. If you don't already have it, you can listen to the audible, you can get the physical copy. Um, You can make it make sense however you need to. You can literally Google 12 week year and see so many different interpretations and find one that makes sense for you. The other thing that I'm doing um, or that I just kind of have felt felt led and I don't even know what this is called, but what I wrote in my notes is like my 2024 guiding goal. I don't really feel like that's a proper description, but it's like the my mood, like my vibe for the year. 
Maybe I'll say that. It's like my vibe. But my vibe is to create massive passive income that allows for, and this is where the real important part comes in. So I want to create massive, not I want to, excuse me. I create massive passive income that allows for financial freedom, a flexible schedule, and fun with my family. Now, let me tell you how I just get like butterflies a little bit when I read that out loud. Like it just stirs up something in me, which is how I know that it's, this is what God has for me. Because for so long and for so many of us, we create these goals and we define our success based on like a dollar amount or a number on the scale or a size on your clothes, you know, like, or a a dollar amount in the, in the bank. Like we base our goals on these things that we want to accomplish, but we don't put time and consideration into how we want to get there. Like what's the vibe? So then we find ourselves possibly making that money goal, but we are stressed out. We are sick because we're stressed out. We got a bad attitude because we're sick. We have terrible personal relationships because we're so stressed out. You know, like what comes along with accomplishing the goal, a lot of times it's not worth it because we were not intentional about the vibe that we want to set. What's the spirit that you want to experience while you are going after this goal? Like, what do you want to come along with this? So, yes, I want the massive passive income. Yes, we want to make the money, but I don't just want the money if I can't have the freedom that goes along with it, right? I don't want to have all the money, but my kids don't know their mama. Like, that's not the goal. So when I added on that I wanted financial freedom, that feels so much better than like a dollar amount. Freedom comes along with like debt free, right? Money in the bank. You know, like you're not in the red, you're not in the black, you're in the green, like freedom. Like you're not paycheck to paycheck. You're not client to client. You're not contract to contract. Freedom. You're not looking at the price tags. You're not, you know, uh, deciding whether you're going to do this or you're going to do that. You're doing both, right? Freedom. That feels so much better than I want to six figure that or I want to make a million dollars. No, I want freedom. Flexible schedule feels good for me. As a woman whose time is not often my own, okay, I'm working on a very limited time schedule over here. I literally spend four hours a day commuting, not for myself, but for my two-year-old, okay? We love his Montessori school so much that we spend, literally, y'all, I am not exaggerating, okay? I live in Atlanta, all right? And we literally spend four hours every single day taking him to and from school. And we have two kids and they go two different directions. All right. So my time is limited. It is important to me that while I'm going after this massive passive income, I have a flexible schedule doing it. Because guess what? I don't want it if it means that I can't spend time with my kids. I don't want it if it means that I have to compromise what really matters the most for me. Right. I don't want it if it comes along with all that stress. I don't want it if it takes me away from doing what I feel like God really is calling me to do, which is be this wife and this mother. And this woman, if it's taking me off of that, 
it's not for me. So I have to be, I have to be intentional about including that when I'm setting this intention for the year, when I'm setting up this 12 week year, I want to make sure I'm being intentional about this vibe, this spirit, this experience that I want to have as I'm going after these goals that God has dropped in my spirit. So God, don't give it to me if it's going to come with stress, right? Because baby, we be out here praying for clients and then you get a client that turns into a clown. Okay, you get a client that don't do nothing that play in your face. That client that you play that you prayed for is going to show up and play games in your face. So instead of you just praying for a client, let's pray for peace with the people that we work with. Let's pray for environments that respect us. Let's let's pray for partnerships that are worth our time that are reciprocal relationships. Like let's pray for the other part of what comes along with it, the feeling of it, the mood of it, the vibe of it, the spirit of it, the energy behind it. So as you are mapping out your 12 week year, make sure you are putting on the other half of that statement. Yes, you wanna create the massive passive income. Yes, you wanna save X amount of dollars. Yes, you wanna lose X amount of pounds, but do you wanna be stressed out while you're doing it? I don't think so. We want to enjoy the process. So how can we make it make sense? It should stir up something in you when you read back that that statement. Okay, so my challenge to y'all on this very first episode, like what a better way to to start this whole thing off than getting really serious about what it is that God is calling us to in this season. Okay, because he's calling us right now. But if we don't answer that call, he going to start shouting. Okay, and the shouting comes in the form of ish just falling apart, ish hitting the fan. And some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all have been in a situation like me where you have been disobedient for so long that God got to really get you together. And you be like, dang, I knew, you know what? I knew I should have just, dang, I could have just we're trying to get it together before it comes to that. Okay. So we want to make sure that we are being intentional about our time, that we are um, ensuring that we are starting this year off with a solid intention and um, a plan in place to get a little bit closer to who God is calling us to be. So we can answer the call. So he don't have to start really, really getting us together. Okay. One of the things I also want to just um, point out before we really get into the meats of today is that not all of your goals should be money or business related, okay? Take it from somebody who has heavily focused on the money of, uh, you know, like money, money, money was such a leading theme for so long um, that you realize that's not the end all be all. Now it's, you know, it's real important, but it's not everything. And if you make it the only thing, then you'll get it and it will literally be all that you have. And so as we are setting these very um, specific goals and intentions for how we want to spend the year and go after, you know, go after our goals, making sure that we're considering, you know, mental health. Maybe one of those three goals that you identify for your 12 week year will be, to, to start therapy consistently, 
right? Or find a coach, find a life coach, find a personal development coach, whatever makes sense for you, a counselor, I don't know. But maybe you have a mental health goal that you want to set. One of my goals is around my friendships because I realized I spent so much time and put so much attention and energy on just thinking about the friend breakups that I've had and, you know, like the people that I've released in the last, you know, 12 months that I have not put that same energy and time and attention into the good people that are still here, like the people who God has actually blessed me with. So making sure that I'm not putting all of my energy and complaining so much about, you know, the the people who it didn't work out with or the people who I thought it would be different with or, you know, really, really making sure I'm being intentional about the good people, about the people who are worth investing time and energy with. So some of the things that are literally like on my calendar are like checking in with my friends on Fridays. I am the worst with phone calls. Like, don't don't call me. I hate talking on the phone. But I'm putting that aside. One of the things that I am being intentional about personally is setting aside my personal beef with talking on the phone and just doing a quick Friday check-in with my real friends, like the people who I really, really love. So that is a small, it's big for me, but that's a small, simple thing that I am going to be intentional about. Going on a girl date, like me and one of my very good friends, she has a baby that's... I think she's nine months old. You know, I got a baby that's going to be a year later this month. And so our relationship has been very limited. You know, we live right here in the same city, but we got these kids. But we have both decided that we are going to get together once a month, no matter what. Whether we're going out somewhere, that's the plan. We plan on like getting dressed up and going out because, you know, we just be out here in sweatpants and stuff. So that's our intention. But even if we just get together at the house with the kids, like we are being intentional about investing in our friendship. So that is a goal that I put up on the board. Okay, maybe your goal is something personal, like something from your to-be list. Like you want, if you're like me, you want to be more assertive. And why did I say that? Because here I am talking about I want to be more support, uh, not supportive. I want to be more assertive. And God has just given me so many opportunities to assert myself. He's putting me in so many positions where people are just really trying to play with me. And I really have to just put my money where my mouth is. Like you said you wanted to be assertive. You said you wanted to implement, establish these boundaries like, Let's do it. Let's see what you're working with. And I'm really having to show and prove. So be careful with the intentions that you set because God is definitely going to give you an opportunity to practice what it is that you say you want to work on. But put a personal development goal. So being more assertive is mine. Um, maybe you want to learn a new skill. Maybe you have a goal around your house like um, – uh, being more organized or organizing a specific room or going through, you know, the garage that you've been meaning to do for so long, like putting specific things on there will really help you to accomplish and knock out some of these things that you've probably been really procrastinating on. Now, for this very first sermon, I know y'all are like, damn, that was a that was a sermon. It kind of was. I kind of want to hit stop and just make this another episode 
but I'm not going to do that to y'all because I'm not going to make y'all wait um, another week. So I have been inspired like so many other people by the good brother, Cat Williams. Now, if you are not new to this, if you are true to this, then you know that I frequently enjoy quoting Cat Williams from various standups, from various movies. I personally enjoy quoting him. He is one of my favorite comedians of all time forever, ever, ever. I have been on record saying it. This is not cloud chasing. Okay. I am not on the bandwagon. I have been down and I am more inspired and more of a fan. And I'm not really, I don't even really like to use that word, but I'm just so inspired by him his commentary, the way that he communicates, and just so much. And so what I want to get into um, for the rest of the time that I have, y'all, is some of the ways that I personally plan to talk cash-ish. I know y'all be having y'all kids around, so I'm going to be mindful of that. But I'm talking cash-ish, just like Cat Williams, and I'm backing it up. I'm backing it up. I'm standing on it all year long. And I want to invite and encourage you to do the same. And so for these next few minutes, I just want to point out a couple of main takeaways. Now, if you have not seen this Cat Williams interview that he did on the Club Shay Shay podcast with Shannon Sharp, it's two hours and 46 minutes. If you haven't watched it, you're probably not going to watch it. You don't need to watch it for the sake of this conversation. But I'm going to be referencing some of this interview, okay? And I'm going to make it make sense. So, again, if you have not seen it, you don't have to hit stop, okay? Don't go nowhere. I'm going to make it make sense. One thing that you should know, okay? I'm judging you if you don't know this. I am. I am. I am. You should know this just from Cat Williams, period. A classic line, a classic line that I love to quote is that you got to take care of your star player. And he said this. A long time ago, I should have looked it up to see exactly which stand-up it was, but years and years ago, he talked about the fact that so many of us base our self-esteem on other people. We're out here dictating how we feel about ourselves based on how other people feel about us. So if the people whose opinions we value the most, if they don't fool with us, then we find ourselves not fooling with us. We find ourselves picking things apart, worrying about all the wrong things, forgetting who we are and whose we are, beating up on ourselves, belittling ourselves, betraying ourselves, literally going against ourselves, going against God and all that he said about us based on what somebody else, they, Usually they don't even have a name, but based on what they think. And so in this stand-up, he talked about the fact that self-esteem is esteem of yourself. That's why it's called self-esteem. And while you are out here making sure that you're taking care of everybody else, spending so much time worrying about everybody else, you got to make sure you are taking care of your star player. Okay, you might be on a team. You might be surrounded by a lot of people. That team might even be your family. If you are not taking care of yourself, nothing else matters. The ship will sink. And so the very first lesson that I learned a long, long time ago that I have held on to to this day 
from the good brother Cat Williams is that you got to take care of your star player. And this is setting the tone for 2024. One of the things, God has just been dropping so many things in my spirit for like themes and like words and phrases and like leading lessons for this year. But one of the things that keep coming to me for 2024 is like all of me. That just keeps, that phrase keeps coming, like all of me, all of me. And how I'm interpreting this is like, I have consistently considered myself to be an introvert. And when I really, really like unpack that, really, I'm like antisocial. And that antisocial comes from distrust, right? Because I got trust issues, I'm going to just stay away from people. And we talked about this when we talked about attachment styles, right? So because I got trust issues, I'm going to just stay away from y'all. So me wanting to stay away from y'all, it's showing up as me being an introvert. But really, I got trust issues. I'm And I don't really feel like I'm an insecure person, but obviously there's got to be some insecurity there. Otherwise, I would just be busting through the dough like here I am, take me as I am type of vibe. And that is the spirit that I plan on operating with in 2024, like dancing in the middle of the dance floor. I'm going to be so much of myself that you're going to have to feel uncomfortable with it. I'm no longer going to be the one standing in the corner feeling uncomfortable. You're going to feel uncomfortable. And not because I'm being like obnoxious or a ridiculous person, but I'm just going to be my full self, right? No half-assing in 2024. I'm showing up with my whole ass all year long, whatever. Now, I'm not going to act an ass, but I'm showing up as my full self all year long. Okay, all year long. And so... I want to encourage you to really, really figure out like what that looks like for you. Like what does showing up as your full self look like if you didn't have to code switch, if you didn't have to operate in this box or in this role or with this title or, you know, be this person you think you needed to be to be in this position or to have what you think you want to have. Like, what does that look like for you? And if you are truly going to be all of you, if you are really going to take care of your star player, part of that is making sure that every request, you got to run every request from here on out, from this moment forward, through your own value system. So what are those values? What are the things that's important to you? I mentioned like freedom is important to me. Flexibility is important to me. Family is important to me. Those are my values. So every request that comes in, I need to know, are they in a, in line with my freedom, my flexibility, and how is this going to support or impact my family? Those are the values that I'm running every request through from here on out. So identify those things for yourself so that you can make sure that at the end of the day, you are taking care of your star player. Because if you don't, Baby, let me tell you, people will wait in line to waste your time, okay? You will be out here going above and beyond, doing some stuff that somebody else asked you to do, okay? You showing up for somebody else. You answering a request for somebody else. You trying to help somebody else out, and then they play in your face. You try to lend a hand. You try to give a discount. You try to go over, over and above. You try to do a little favor, and then they play you for a fool. No more in 2024, Okay. No more in 2024. So from here on out, we are running every request through our values, whatever those look like for you. So figuring that out first and then setting boundaries around that. While you're setting boundaries, coming up with a time budget. 
How are you going to be budgeting your time to support these goals that you have? How are you spending your time and who is deserving of your time? Part of your time budgeting might be you limiting other, you know, limiting some people. So the way that I'm going to be like increasing the time that I give to people, you might have to decrease some time you give to people. Now, I'm just going to be doing like five, 10 minute phone calls. That's my plan. But if you're spending like hours on end having unproductive conversations, that is not a good use of your time. Okay, that does not meet the vibe check. Okay, so if you are truly being intentional about taking care of your star player, showing up as your full self, making sure that you are truly in alignment with your assignment, you have to make sure that you're being mindful of what really matters, how you're spending your time and who's deserving of it. The other thing that I have just been like so just amazed by since this Cat uh, Williams interview aired was the amount of people that have come out with receipts. The amount of people who have come out the woodwork to co-sign the things that he said in this interview. The amount of people who have come out to say, I don't know if everything that he said was true, but I know that he did X, Y, and Z for me. I'm talking about like person after person after person after person who specifically talked about their personal experience where Cat Williams gave them money, right? I was supposed to be paid $700, but he snuck and gave me $2,500. Um, so-and-so did me wrong, so he paid the bill. Boosie just made a video, you know, talking about when he got out of jail, Cat Williams invited him to his show and gave him $15,000 before he left, and he didn't even know him. You know, just all of these people coming out of the woodwork, just sharing these stories. He paid for somebody... Um, I'm not going to even try to say her name because I don't want to mess it up. But he paid for, you know, a famous comedian who couldn't afford her own walk on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He paid for her to get a star because he says she deserved it, even if she couldn't afford it. You know, he's done so many unseen, unspoken good deeds that he has not been running to the blogs to talk about that he didn't bring up in this interview. Just so many amazing things have come out about him that I feel like validates his character. And so I feel like that goes to the notion of the fruit speaks, right? You don't have to necessarily go out here and video yourself giving back to the homeless or talk about every time you do a good deed for someone. The fruit speaks. People have been trying to tear down this man's name for over a decade, Right. People have thrown dirt. People have brought him up. People have, you know, talked about all of these negative things for so long, destroyed his character, destroyed his reputation. And he has not really defended himself. He has not really spoken up on, you know, whatever he's had to speak up on until now. But the moment he does, all of these people are able to come out and say. This is his character. And so I aspire to have the character that produces that type of fruit where I don't have to be out here screaming from the rooftops every time I do a good deed. Cause that's not the point. That's not the purpose behind it. I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do. I'm doing it because I feel led to do it. I'm doing it because God told me this is the person that needs you. This is where you're, you know, this is where you, you are needed. This is what you're meant to do. Like that is what the purpose, the mission should be. And so I am inspired to let the fruit speak 
to not feel the need to go out here and, you know, be celebrated for every accomplishment or be doing it for the wrong reasons. Really making sure that you are keeping the intention um, on your on your uh, on the goodness. So the fruit definitely speaks. Aside from the fruit speaking, Cat Williams was standing on business the entire conversation. Okay, the entire conversation. And all I kept thinking was, dang, you got to stand for something or you going to fall for anything. And that has always been something that I have believed in for like ever, 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 ever. And it has definitely gotten me in trouble a lot over the years. Um, I can definitely think about like specific times where I have publicly spoken against, you know, like spoken out against things, people like named names and people have attacked me for just sharing the truth, not spreading any rumors, not talking about things I don't know, like literally speaking about my personal experience with scammers Right. I talked about Dana Chanel. Some of y'all remember I talked about Dana Chanel, how she was out here scamming people. Okay, years ago. And now, you know, she didn't got the federal case and all of these things years later. But people was calling me a hater way back when the same way Cat Williams is on this interview and people are like, man, he just hating. How you going to hate on another black man? And it's like, are you willing to stand on business behind anything or are you just worried about being politically correct? Like if I could possibly speak up on something and potentially save someone else from getting scammed or shine light on the way that things are really done. How, how, you know, like, how is that? How is that? How is that wrong? So I am even more encouraged to stand on business as they say in 2024. So what I want to encourage you to do is figure out what you're standing on. Not that you got to be out here, you know, speaking up and using your platform and doing whatever, but what are you standing on? It could be standing on business personally. What are your principles? Because if you stand for nothing, you will literally fall for anything. What are you willing to do? Who are you willing to become? What are you willing to invest to live this life that God created you to live. This is the sermon. If you enjoy this podcast, y'all, please go leave your girl a five-star review, okay? Y'all know this is a brand new pod. This is literally episode one. The reviews definitely help. Hitting subscribe helps the most. So please make sure that you do that too. I love y'all. I'm excited about this this, this ride. I don't know where we going, but we going together. Make sure you check the show notes. I'm going to add the link to the 12 week year. If you decide to do it, let me know. Um, shoot me a DM on Instagram. I guess that's the best place to find me at Coriel. Let me know some of the goals you're working on for your 12 week year so I can send you some encouragement, say a little prayer for you and just affirm that you got it, boo. I love you. See you on the next episode. Why aren't you selling your business to the government? At Flourish Media Co. has a free government contract guide for you to download so you can start doing business where the money resides. And sis, if you're a minority woman, you are doubly qualified for minority status. The federal government buys everything. They don't make anything. They spend trillions of dollars per year, $20 billion per day. 
and the government is looking for small businesses like yours to purchase from. At Flourish Media Co. is woman-owned, minority-owned, and located in a hub zone. The Flourish Media team is trying to put you on game. 23% of all government contracts are set aside for businesses like ours. Listen, make sure you follow at Flourish Media Co. and get the guide. And for a limited time, you can also get a one-time government contracting advisory call for $250. The government is going to buy from someone. Why can't that someone be you?